Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast, where we highlight minority business owners and founders, and we use this platform to shed light on their entrepreneur journey. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Beyond Normal Podcast. This is our season finale for the third season. Can't can't, can't believe we made it to the end of another season highlighting uh, amazing uh, founders, uh, diverse founders from different backgrounds, African-American, Latino, and female. Uh, you know, before we go any further, I want to definitely shout out our partners over at Valorit. Uh, our partner uh, at Valorit Brooks, she has agreed to uh, close out the season with me, so in a second. I'm going to bring her up, uh, but for those who may this may be your first time uh, checking into uh, the Beyond Normal podcast, uh, Valorit is a major player in the import export space. Uh, they they uh, work uh, on a supply chain um, in, in that ecosystem. So if you have a product out there and you want your product to be be seen and, and uh, you know, uh, put across the world, Valorit is your partner. So not only do you uh, import it, but make sure that you Valorit. Uh, but again, I'm going to bring Brooke on the stage. We we got some amazing dialogue. We're going to switch things up today. But before we go any further, how's it going, Brooke? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Cannot complain. Let me go ahead and put that put that logo up there so folks know that V in the top right. That is the Valorit logo. You you see that uh, everywhere now. It's like the it's like the bat signal. Uh, when you see that, you know, uh, good things are, are about to happen. Uh, but uh, we're going to switch things up today. And so Brooke is going to be uh, asking the question. So normally I have different founders up here and we ask them questions around their journey. Brooke has been up here b- before. Brooke was one of the first episodes that I ever did. And so for folks that want to chime in and learn a little bit more about Valora and Brooke's story, you can go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're on the platform right now. You can go there and check into her story. But without further ado, I'm going to pass it to Brooke because she's going to be the one uh, taking the reins of this episode. Well, thank you. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the new Beyond Normal podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Sinclair, <laughs> and host for today, at least. And so our special guest is uh, one of the hosts with the host with the most. You know him as Kenny um, the Beyond Normal podcast host, and I know him as the downtown Kenny Brown, Kenny Groom. <laughs> I just made that name up right now, but uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. He's a friend. He's a colleague. He's an advocate, and he is a ally in all sense of the word to for Black and Brown founders all around the world. Uh, give a big round of applause for Kenny Groom. Welcome to the show, Kenny. I love that intro, Brooke. Thank you. <laughs> it's very rare I introduce people for their own show. Yeah, it's a first. This is a first. We're, we're switching things up on Beyond Normal. So I'm excited to uh, have, have the questions asked to me this time. I get to give some answers, hopefully some quotables. Hopefully I drop some gems. You, you, uh, you guys all know we're about dropping gems on this platform. Tons of gems. Okay, well, let's just dive right in. Let's get right into it. So, Kenny, can you tell us today, uh, you know, why are you the one being, why are you being interviewed today as a host? What, what uh, 
knowledge, value, do you want a chance to uh, give to the audience? Definitely, definitely. Um, I would say, you know, for me, you know, we have to really put the work in the right light that people are doing. And so that was one of the first things that I, that I noticed uh, when the idea for the Beyond Normal was really being created. Uh, I was talking to different founders um, in my community, people who were taking chances on themselves right at the, the beginning of COVID. And so the cool thing that I noticed, me coming from corporate America, uh, I was noticing that billion dollar corporations were taking days, sometimes weeks, even months to make some of these decisions. But then you had founders out here, startups out here, who were nickel and diamond really scrapping their business together, right? Bootstrapping. They were making decisions like that. And so that was really the, the initial thought that popped in my head. Like, holy crap, like this is something that people need to know more about. People need to really know the what's going on like next door to them. Right. And so so we think we, we all know that this this new world we're in, this digital world means that there's not a lot of boundaries. But for some reason, you know, people don't know the local businesses in their community anymore outside of the big brands. Right. And so, you know, I wanted to take it upon myself to, to you know, just have conversations with those people who are out there really taking chances on themselves in this current time. Because if you're taking a chance on yourself in this current time, I commend you. And, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to the journey and, and, and seeing the ups and the downs. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, you mentioned uh, the seeing corporations take longer uh, to make decisions uh, for the startups. Uh, they're taking they're making they're making the same snap decisions about important things as the corporations do. But the corporations seem to have more lives at stake. Um, would you say that or is there, why do you think that corporations take so long in making choices when there's still people whose lives are at stake? I, I think there's a, there's a couple things there, but for me, one of the things I noticed is that a lot of the companies that we all shop at, the brands that we all know, um, they have investors, they have stakeholders, they have all these individuals that they have to take into account in terms of making, just making the decision who they're going to piss off and who's, you know, who, who's going to look at some of these decisions a certain way. Um, but then on the flip side of that, you have a founder who is starting something from scratch. They really have the opportunity to look at the data, make that decision and then quickly pivot. And, you know, even in the business world, we try to get to that point, right? We try to get to that point where we can have the conversation with the customer take that data and really put something out there. Um, as a in the form of a product or solution that they want. And so even corporations are trying to get to that point, but then there's just all these different factors that play into it. And a lot of times for big corporations, they have a lot of investors with a lot of uh, hands in the, the cookie jar. Uh -huh. I can say that. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yep, cooks in the kitchen as well. Okay. Yeah, everybody can't cook. <laughs> but they be trying. <laughs> I can't cook. Come on, sir. No, you can't. Nope. Not a cooker. Okay. Yeah. I make you a good smoothie, though. Does that count? It does not. It does not count. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. You won't die. You can still get your nutrients. Yeah, you get your nutrients. <laughs> Definitely not. Doesn't count. No. But yeah, that's what I that's what I that's what I would boil it down to. Um, 
But I think, uh, again, I'll just reiterate, having that ability to just come up with an idea and you completely own it and you're the, the main stakeholder in it, like there's power in that. And, and, and so um, it's cool to see people taking that, that gamble on themselves, even if they keep their nine to five. You know, we had uh, Brittany Hunter uh, on an episode as well uh, where she was talking about mobile millennial. And she's really preparing content for founders and people who are business professionals because we know that there's going to be this balance moving forward. Um, but I'm really excited for the people who are willing to, you know, to, to dip their toe in the water and try things out and figure out how they can balance the, the two. Cause I, def- I definitely think it's possible. Yeah, man, you brought up a good point. And what actually brings me to my next question about um, trying different things and pivoting. Um, so season three, you brought on some new, some new, uh characteristics to the programming so you had some times where you double stack some guests you know like a lot of podcasts they might they always tend to have the one guest by themselves and so this year this season you double stack some guests and really centered the conversation around a specific topic um what are some other ways that you felt the podcast was growing that maybe the rest of us may not have necessarily noticed or something that you're really proud of? Uh, on that point that you just mentioned, I, I, I want to, um, you know, touch on it briefly. I think it'll answer, you know, part of your question. I can elaborate a little bit more as well. But what I started to notice was that I was talking to founders. They were having similar stories, you know, similar experiences. And I was like, hey, I wonder if I could start connecting some of these founders together. And they can build their own relationships. And so that's where the initial idea of, you know, having multiple people on on the platform at the same time, piggybacking off each other's answers and, and, and kind of building it um, together. It's more of a, um, you know, it, more of a multiplicative um, experience. Right. So you had that one founder. Right. Yeah. See, I'm using those words. Right. But you had that one founder. Right. That comes in and then the other founder comes on top of it and they're able to make it that much more bigger. Versus me, I'm, I'm asking standard, really open-ended questions just to kind of get them to talk. And, and that was one of the initial kind of uh, aha moments that I had around, hey, let me try to see if I can double up and eventually, you know, uh, do a couple other things around having panels and things like that. You know, I did test a couple things out on, on, on uh, social media like Clubhouse. I, I leveraged Clubhouse as well to kind of do a couple panels there as well, collaborated with some people. Again, this digital world allows us to do some of those things. And I just saw the power in having multiple people in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and it's almost like you're bringing somebody from the audience on stage who, who, who can ask some of those questions as well and really add value to the conversation. Yeah, I really liked the way you took questions from the clubhouse audience and brought them into the YouTube, you know, streaming it really integrated the two. Um, opened it up for audiences of all kinds to participate. Um, so that I, I really loved that. And I think, um, you know, one of the common themes from this season, uh, we had several uh, people from Tamante, uh, even with Kara uh, um, as well, with the STEAM episode as well. But we had a couple people, right, focusing on that STEM, and now the STEAM is bringing the arts and things like that into it. And so I think with that focus, right, it brings in, uh, it allows the creatives their own space. And I think creatives are in a real good position, right, to their businesses by default. They're the ones out there creating content. 
you know, painters and, and, and people who do stuff like with their hands and, and, and really cool things, right? That, that, that art piece, they're already living that, that, that life of being an entrepreneur. And so I wanted to make sure that I brought some of those folks on as well from a content perspective, um, because they're, again, they're business owners by default. It just doesn't look like the traditional business owner that we're used to. Um, and, and in the current, in the current, you know, times we got to make sure that we redefine whatever entrepreneur looks like, right. The work that you're doing, bro, like, like, you know, how important that is to, to make it look like, you know, that FUBU model for us by it. That's, that's so true. Mm -hmm. So true. And, and I, can we just go back over like some of the heavy hitters that you've had on this show? Like I personally was impressed. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, I have to, you know, at least throw uh, some roses uh, Brooks way because the Lord did definitely help us in terms of curating this list. We started off the season with a bang. Uh, Jordan Gaither, he is creating law pockets. So imagine having uh, legal resources in your pocket uh, when you need them right on the spot. Uh, that episode was a good episode to kick us off with. Something exciting happened during that episode, right, uh, Brooke? You were, I, I know you were there chiming in. Where my audio actually just kind of cut out right in the middle of it, right? My computer shut down. Things happen in media, folks. So um, I'll tell you, just uh, have backup devices and things like that. But one of the cool things from that was that, you know, when my audio, when my stuff went down, I can even remember right when Brooke messaged me to make sure I was still coming back on. Right. But Jordan actually, Jordan actually picked up the mic and did an amazing job during that time. He got on the soapbox and really kept things moving. And I even looked at the numbers, and for some strange reason, Brooke, when my computer shut down, the yeah. numbers went up when it was just Jordan <laughs> talking. So I don't know if I need to just bring Jordan back or what, or bring you know, uh, bring you back, Brooke. I'm pretty sure the numbers are up. Uh, but that was a, that was a cool first way to kick off the season. And right from that, it was weird. From that very first episode, I was like, I'm so excited for this season, even if it didn't go my way. Um, initially, and I, I, Jordan kicked us off strong. I think we had 300 plus views of that YouTube video, and so um, that just shows you like the engagement that we're that we're building with the platform. But he pretty much kicked the season off the right way, the the, the way that we wanted it to go off. That's just the, that's the first. I, I do remember that, and I was like, "Are you going to come back to your own show?" Yeah. <laughs> I was in the background stressing out. Um, in terms of some of the other episodes, um, I thought it was really cool having um, Mr. Future of Work and uh, Carlene Haley. Uh, she's the founder of Citibit, uh, Mr. Future of Work. He's got a couple brands, but he his team is uh, building something incredible at, at, at Guy in terms of um, you know training resources and things like that, bringing it into to the tw uh, 21st century. But just to have them have that back and forth, I think. Uh, that was one of the ones where, you know, I saw that conversation and I immediately knew, like, I need to start having two guests on at the same time. One of the quotables from that conversation was uh, where Mr. Future Work, he mentioned, uh, you know, some of his feedback uh, and, and some of his uh, learning experiences was he just flat out said people are crazy. Right. And he, he really dived into what he meant by that in terms of the expectations people have, you know, even founder to founder some of the dynamics of it, but just him having that candid conversation with us, that was something else that was definitely memorable for me. That was a good episode. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was a good one. Because people are crazy. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
you gotta know. You gotta. You can't think. But like, you can't think going into this like you know everything squeaky clean. Like being an entrepreneur, you know, Brooke, right? Like it, it really is a grind. Um, it, it's not easy, and so I appreciate founders coming up here. They give us the up, you know, the high, getting that first customer, bringing that money in, that sweet money. But then, you know, there's also the bottom as well. Yeah. We got a couple folks chiming in. Um, uh, Richard chiming in, uh, saying nice. Appreciate that, Richard. We got uh, Orion. So definitely appreciate her uh, uh, chiming in as well. She was a guest on the second season. But uh, I love seeing the founders coming in and, and, and supporting us. How we know that uh, they know how to do it best. But uh, for all the skincare folks out there, Orion's got uh, the brand that you want, uh, Black Travel Box. I use it. I know Brooke uses it as well. Uh, but go check out that episode as well because um, that was a great episode too. Yeah. And and let's give props to Orion really quick. You know, she had an awesome uh, iFund Women cat crowdfund campaign yep. uh, just a few months ago. She raised, I believe it was 50000 Don't quote me on that part. Might have been sixty. Uh, it was a lot. Yep. She worked really hard. And so, you know. Yes. But, right. It's not to be taken lightly. And, and uh, I can actually speak to that experience as well, because seeing a couple founders, uh, Orion was one. Uh, there were a couple other founders that we've touched base with using these different crowdfunding platforms uh, just to be able to, you know, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, would you like me to promote it on our social media pages? Is there any way that I can support? Um, you know, the, those are some of the opportunities that really opened my eyes to, you know, us making Beyond Normal uh, a bigger brand. Uh, and yeah. she is correcting us, sixty-five thousand. What? Oh. Yeah. So let 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 shout out for that. I, I, okay. Well, that's a win. That's a win. That's headed towards that north star. Yeah, that's that north star right there. Yeah, get it right, Brooke. You gotta get it. Right. right. I see. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Get it right. Get it right. Just the haters right off. <laughs> okay. So now, what's something that you learned during season three personally some personal growth um things that you learned during season three that you weren't aware of or something that did just really amazed you you were just like wow i would have thought that would have been different for me one of the experiences was i gotta go back to the episodes uh, so Brittany Hunter bringing up, uh, the folks who, who, who chimed in for that one, bringing up the idea of capturing emails and doing a newsletter. Um, I can tell individuals in, on this stream where we're all being honest here. I pretty much got up there and said, I'm not the biggest fan of different social media channels. I am not actively, I wasn't actively tracking the emails, but what was cool was that for, but for some strange reason on our website, people were submitting emails anyways <laughs> without me like soliciting it. And so that was pretty cool to see uh, that I actually had emails without actually trying. And then I actually tried putting together my first newsletter, which went out last week. And that was one of the things where I was like, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and I just went into it thinking it was going to be a lot of work to put this newsletter together and put all these different resources together. But that was one thing where I was like, okay, I need to, 
And I kind of did some of this last year with like opening up and trying different uh, social media platforms like uh, Clubhouse and things like that. In the past, I wouldn't do. But the newsletters for me was very shocking. And now I'm kind of into newsletters. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking for different newsletters right now. I know Valora has some um, that I'm a part of. I know different uh, entrepreneurs in the ecosystem. I'm looking for their newsletters to see what they're doing, seeing what maybe I can incorporate into mine, seeing how I can highlight them. And so that was one of the growing um, experiences for me, I would say, this season. How many emails did you find uh, that had been inserted the, into the website that you didn't know about? I think it was like 20, 21 or 22. So it wasn't a lot, but it was like, okay. like. And then as I was talking to different founders over the last like two weeks, I was like, hey, I just came with a newsletter. They're like, oh, yeah, just sign me up. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, like this is, this is easy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, you know, people start talking about funnels and doing all these automated things. And I was just like, you know, uh, Brittany on that episode, um, she just let me know, hey, just start start with the basics. You ain't got to pay no money. Just use whatever tools out there that's free. Put together a couple things. And and it was cool for me to actually put that sponsor by the Lord in there. We actually highlighted an event um, that's actually going to be going on the end of this month. Uh, for a company, Dr. Kiki, um, Doc's, on, Doc's oh, Under the Radar. And so right. she's got a, 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 a mental health awareness and suicide prevention event that's going on um, at the end of this month. But we put that in there as well. And so that's just the different ways that I feel like I'm learning that I can support the founders in, in their journey as well while also building the Beyond Normal Brain. Okay. Now, I know since we're still talking about you personally, so... I know you have some big things coming up, some little secret details. So will there be a season four? There will be a season four. Uh, one of the things we actually have um, been working on, I had to submit the, uh, I had to submit the um, paperwork for it, but I'm excited to announce that we, we are actually, we got an LLC now. So we're, we're taking the podcast off and we're actually calling ourselves Beyond Normal Media uh, LLC. So I think that was a big step. I can actually think back to uh, our episode in the second season with Adrian Cole, uh, who's the founder of Voice Blast, yep. uh, uh, which is a cool audio-based uh, platform, social media platform, voice-based uh, recordings. But he kind of told me, uh, you know, just having through my interactions with him, he was like, everything's a, everything's a platform now. Everything's a media company. And so don't limit yourself just by, you know, putting a label on the end, podcast, newsletter, magazine, really make it a little bit broader. And then you can utilize these different channels how you want to. That is so true. So true. And just thinking about your newsletter, you know, taking that. Have you put the guests, people who've been guests on your show on the newsletter? I haven't done that yet. And for me. I'm glad you brought that up, bro, because you've been on several times. And I, I was thinking like, hey, because you know how they make you check the box on some of these things? Like, hey, you, this person actually asked or solicited, agreed to it. Yeah. So I'm like a paperwork crazy person. So when I see that, but to your point, I, I think that's something that I'm definitely going to incorporate more just so the, the founders that I have conversations with who are on the platform can see how we're growing. And in yeah. the community piece, which has been, you know, uh, stated several times on our platform community over everything else that they, they, they can grow with us. We got one user uh, chiming in uh, when I worked in nonprofit. We use MailChimp. It worked pretty well. 
and made organizing groups very easy. That's what I use for my first one. I'm not trying to sponsor them, you know, or endorse them. They can sponsor me. Let me let me flip that around. They can sponsor this podcast if they want. They can uh, afford it now. Yeah, they got some money. They, they got some money. Uh, so uh, shout out for that future uh, Mailchimp uh, sponsorship. But yeah, that's the tool that I use. It was like a couple clicks, and I was ready to go. So uh, appreciate the LinkedIn users uh, chiming in there. Um, but there's resources out here. There, where where there's a will, there's a way. Um, and that's something I've, I'm I'm continuously learning and reinventing. You know, when I have these conversations with each and every founder um, that comes on our platform, because they're all doing some amazing things. They are. They are. Okay, so over the whole season, I know we've mentioned like some really funny things, um, really, you know, fun interactions. What are your like top three key takeaways, like words of wisdom to be a better human or even just better founder? Um, three top takeaways from the whole season. From the whole season? Oh, wow. Um, so I will say, um, for me, um, one of the moments was actually where we tried something different. We had, uh, Cam Perry on, uh, he's actually a creator. He's a, he, he's a, a developer, front end developer, but he's creating, creating a brand, uh, via his podcast called Between Two Divs. Um, and that was one of the moments um, where I really it was it was like, you know, he was the first creative, I guess I can say we had on the platform um, in terms of a podcast host. And that's really like their core product and offering to the world. But one of the cool things from that um, was just really being able to tap into, you know, what he's doing right now, his, his passion. Uh, we've had several conversations after that about NFTs and all these other different things. Ooh. And so um, it just shows like that little conversation with him has turned into some other things and I can see us working together moving forward. So that was the first moment where I was like, this creative thing is really, um, is very interesting right now. People that have these followers, you know, if you have a, a few hundred, a few thousand followers and they're really interacting with you and they're buying product, you probably don't need to get any bigger. Like just keep, Keep doing doing what you're doing. Right. Um, and he's one of those examples of that. Um, but just the conversations we had after that, um, you know, it, it just keeps growing into something else. And so I would definitely say he was one of them. I'll throw one more in there as well. Um, I would say, you know, one of the things that I've seen, um, uh, I've been focusing on a lot more is black female founders. Um, and so it was actually cool to have uh, Rebecca on, who who was obviously the founder of Own Trail. But just to see the founders that are using her platform, it really tapped me into that. And, and she's helped me make some connections there as well. And so that was the second one. Um, the female founders, you guys are out here crushing it. Um, Brooke knows we've had probably, I don't know if majority of our founders have been, that we've had on have been female founders, but it just so happens that when I meet one, I mean, they, they introduced me to several, right? And so that's the cool part, but I feel like her platform really kind of encompasses a lot of the things that I've been seeing with my eyeballs, mm -hmm. but not necessarily having the data to back up there. Um, and a final one. Wow, that's tough. Um, I would say there, there there's two, uh, but I'm gonna shout out uh, to Monte. Um, I had him on uh, last week. 
Uh, but Tamante is doing some incredible things in the in the STEM space. He's got a platform called Onyx that focuses on diverse talent, um, a diverse talent pipeline in tech. And I feel like that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool to see because I think, you know, a lot of founders, bro, you can speak to this some, some as well. A lot of founders out here saying, hey, they need technical talent. They need these, these people who have this specific skill set. And so there's a real big opportunity coming up to make sure that that pipeline is the way it needs to be. And I think if the pipeline is the right way, then you talk about all diversity numbers and all these things, they start to, to really change into uh-huh. what we really want, want to happen. But it uh-huh. takes those grassroots efforts, the, the things that Tamonte is doing. And then I'll also go back to, um, I want to shout out Cara uh, Branch um, and Kimberly Evans, that episode as well, because Cara, uh, she's an engineer. Um, train. She's got she's got the uh, the background for it. She's also I think recently um, she announced on the episode she actually got her MBA as well, her business degree. Really? And don't quote me if it's an MBA, but it is a business degree. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And so that's cool because she's got that technical background, but then she's got that business background as well to really run her organization um, the the way it needs to be run. But seeing her and Kimberly interact. Kimberly had that bit had that that business mind, that business experience. Car had the technical background along with some business experience. But it's cool to see how their their companies can kind of intertwine. And I think even after that, some of the conversations started to occur, like how they can collaborate and how they can support each other. Yeah. And so that STEM space is real big for us right now. How we tap into it, and so those two would probably be the top two, just with the the the, the eyeballs on that right now. The focus I know. Me coming from a technical background as well, just wanting to see more people that look like me and you in that space getting money and, yes. and doing some cool things. That's awesome. Okay. Sorry um, for the long-winded answer, Brooke. No, what are you talking? we're interviewing you. This is great. What are you talking about? I'm used to asking the questions and then being quiet. Okay. <laughs> no, this is great. I thought that was a great answer. Uh, okay, so the last question I have is, what's what's next for you? Um, do you have any plans to to take season four to the next level, or you know, just in life, what's next? Yeah, so um, you know, I'll I'll tackle life first. I think that's the big one. And so for me, the exciting thing is, um, you know, I will um have a little girl coming into the world in February. And so that that that's been pretty cool um, to to start this journey, right? We're we're, we're it's just starting. I understand, uh, but that's a lifelong commitment, and so I'm I'm looking forward to um, having that experience. And it was actually cool co- going through the season, and just it just so happens I was talking to amazing female founders, right? And I was like, okay, like you know, uh, having a daughter. Um, that, that, that's pretty cool that I, I, I get to uh, share some of the content that I'm creating now, showing uh, people that I know should be able to look up to, right? And so, and in terms of life, I think that's net that that that's the big that's the big thing for me next, right? Being being a great dad, um, you know, making sure my family's rock solid there, and then for the podcast, I think we got a lot of things kind of brewing, right? In terms of the the, the coals are getting hot; they're not gray yet. Um, but they're certainly hot. And so the newsletter, continuing to do social media, we'll be doing some more merch, some cool things. And, and and even for me, I'm looking to see, you know, I'm always looking for sponsors. 
like people to come in and connect. Like Brooke has been a, an amazing partner for us with Valorant, and we'll definitely make sure we keep that going. But just different ways that we can connect with different brands. I'm looking to you know see how Beyond Normal can sponsor and help out other brands as well. Um, and so those are just that. That's just a glimpse into what we got uh, on the horizon, and just making sure that people go out and, and uh, you know uh, digest the content, whether it's podcast, website, newsletter, whatever the content platform is. Just making sure that they're digesting it and they're giving us. I want I want to hear all the feedback, good or bad. That's awesome. That is awesome. And yeah, I'm excited. Great job. Like Instagram is growing, and you know it's. Yeah, it's been huge. It's it's been exciting for me, uh, as your colleague and friend, to just cheer you on and be like, "Hey, you're doing great job," you know. Yeah, that's and uh, you know, like people underestimate like having your tribe, having your community. Uh, but that's one of the things, like you know, right from the very beginning, just connecting with you, bro. And then you're like, oh yeah, like, let's, let's see what we can do. Like, I can, you, you introduced me to founders, VC. Like, again, I told you on that VC world, that was a black box for me. And then yeah. just, just having, you know, just having a few people in your corner, you know, h- how much further you can go, um, that you, you really helped me kind of see the light when it comes to that. And just not just knowing you got to do it on your own. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And the numbers, I'm glad you brought up the numbers. The numbers are all good across the board. Um, I actually pulled a couple numbers up. Uh, YouTube, we have doubled our subscribers this season. Uh, we're at 500 and some odd views, which is really good. I'm impressed because we just built YouTube out. Um, so it's good to see people interacting with the video content. Uh, we made a we made a, a, a swift change from just audio to video. Um, I can actually think back to the founders, right, that were like, uh, at first they were like, do I have to be on video? Like there were some of them would ask that question. It's just like, you know, you just got to get used to it. Right. And so um, I had to take the plunge and just say, hey, like we're going to start doing video. Right. And now we're doing video for everything. And then, uh, like you mentioned, bro, just the social media, the IG, the Facebook, it all ties into it. And mm-hmm. so it's all connected. You, you make one piece, one long video like this, and then you start doing snippets and clips and people do IG lives. And what's the the, the stories? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so everything, there's so much to do right now where one piece of content can really be repurposed across multiple platforms. And so that's what I'm excited to see, just, you know, putting something out there into the ecosystem and, and, and watching it grow. Yeah, that's that's all. There's a new platform I just learned about. I think it's called Tip Taps something it's uh started by a, a minority business owner it's a it's supposed to replace patreon it's a content revenue generating thing so you could put your content and make money off of it oh let me know yeah we'll, we'll try to get him on the platform yeah that would be good yeah there's a couple that i've heard of um in that space like you said they are trying to com- compete with uh patreon and only friend or uh, TikTok. Some are TikTok? Com- some are Yeah, they all are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they all yeah. are. They all they all want that space. They all want the eyeballs right now. Um I we haven't created a TikTok yet. I gotta get my moves right. Don't you know? do it. It's not yeah, for black yeah. people. We're trying to get all the black people off of TikTok. You tell all- me. Yeah, I just thought the kids were doing it. So I was like, Yeah, I may have to create a TikTok. Nope. 
though. Because I think they're still striking. I think the black people on TikTok are still on strike. Is it the the content creators or the people that work there? The content, content creators. The content creators. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, my bad. Got it. Okay. Not. Nah, I didn't know that. They might I not. Know. I don't know if they're still on strike. Guys. We'll check. We'll check into it. We'll check into it. Maybe they corrected. Hopefully they corrected. Right. Well, because it was the white content creators were stealing the dances and oh, stuff. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. And there was one, the one kid that created the, like that one. Yeah. Right? I know what you're talking about. I, I definitely know what you're talking about. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to do some research on that and get back to, to, to our audience on that for sure. Because um, that, that one was bubbling up for a while. I don't pay attention to social media that much, but I do remember that one. I just remember the because they were like <laughs> put on your hands and knees on the thought stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they were going like, but I think like on that note too, like it, it's weird in like the social media space, but at least like taking the steps like the the LLC and just branding certain things and trademark marking certain stuff. You just don't know on social media what's going to go viral, right? And so I think that's that's one of the things where it's like a, a kid puts something up, they do a dance, and then next thing you know, it's in like a video game, and right. they're not get they're not getting any money for it. So, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that would be an interesting episode. If y'all could, if you could bring a bunch of the like black owned platforms to one place, and then uh... yeah, I got a I got a couple connections in that um in that arena. So I'm glad you brought that up. Clubhouse, Clubhouse uh, was good for me in terms of like making, you know, branching out and doing certain things like that and, and, and making oh, yeah? a connection. But I think it just got to the point where it was like people were back outside and now there's like this mix. People are back on some of their traditional platforms as well. And so it, it hasn't been as much of an influence. But I know at first, um, beginning of this year, the end of last year, it was it was yeah. everything to some people. Because we were still kind of locked down a little yeah. bit. Even yeah, buses just kind of fell off since people have been going back outside. Yeah, it's become more of a concert. Like yeah, said, yeah, like more of a people are out, people are actually enjoying the verses now in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like you just said, like that proves it, right? That's true. Yeah. Well. Um, is there any anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to thank the audience? You know, um, speak from your heart. Is there anything you you want to let people know? Definitely. Um, like Brooke said, I appreciate Brooke asking that question around whether or not we'll be back. We'll, we'll definitely be back. Uh, we're going to look different. Like we're always lo- looking to grow. Um, I'm actually going to steal some things from Brooke's playbook because Brooke has been doing an amazing job of building out her team. We were actually just talking about that. And so just figuring out how we can build out the team more. We got some folks on our team who are riding for us right now. but just want to make sure we, we, we got the right pieces in place when it comes to how we're going to build out Beyond Normal Media. Um, you know, outside of that, you know, appreciate the partnership again with, with Valorit. Uh, we've been growing together. Um, Brooke has again schooled me to a lot of things in this space. I don't have any. I haven't started a company before. I haven't done a lot of the things. So for me to get the opportunity to speak to some of these founders, some founders are just starting out. Uh, some people are authors. Some people are, uh, you know, in VC. Some people are investors. Things like that. And so it's been pretty cool um, to to be able to tap into 
these different audiences with, with, with my experience, I know I bring something to the table, but it's not, you know, startup experience. And so that's the, that's pretty cool to see where uh, I'm actually seeing where I can land, what table I can sit at where I won't get, you know, picked on and stuff like that. And so, uh, that's been, you know, amazing so far, and, and we're definitely going to keep it going. This is actually our first time on LinkedIn, Brooks. So we're on, we LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, too? LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. What? Okay. Yeah, so we're on my channel. Yeah, we're on my channel, Brooks, so don't worry. You can say whatever you want. They're going to be like, who is Kenny talking to? Why is this on Kenny's platform? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> who, who cares? But um, we're going to actually be changing this over to um, – the Beyond Normal channel eventually. We just got to get approval for it, but I thought, why wait? Um, I got a pretty big following on LinkedIn as well, so I want folks to know what I've been doing and, and, and seeing how I can bring them into this ecosystem and hopefully spark the next uh, next founder out there because people starting businesses every single day. Every single day. Every you know day. what? I, I do have one last question for you. So were you surprised by the number of side hustles? The entrepreneurs tend to have or the startup founders have? I am not. I think there were, I'm not surprised because the people who exhibit the traits in terms of, hey, I want to start a business, I'm a go getter. You know, the ones that I grew up around, they usually have multiple things going on. The kid who sells the candy, he probably is also like, you know, playing marbles, betting marbles, playing card games. He's doing other things, right, in terms of, like, I need multiple streams of income. And yeah. so I'm not surprised. I, and I think uh, when you become an adult, you have responsibilities. And so that's the other part of it, where it's like you, you got to, like, pay medical and you got to do some of these things that adults have to do. So <laughs> I, don't knock, I don't knock people for having a side hustle, and I, I probably would recommend that for most people. Um, to start out that way, um, it takes a it takes a certain kind of person to just step, just jump off the cliff completely, uh, versus kind of putting one foot off and seeing okay, like you know I'm okay doing this. Like it's like ride you ride a roller coaster maybe, and then you jump out a plane. Right. And so I would say you know the folks who are doing the side hustle, um, I think it makes sense. And then the cool thing. Uh, some of the platforms that we had on um, for this season, we are seeing folks like, I, I think there's going to be this new thing. I don't know what it's termed as, but I've been having this idea where you, you start your business and we probably have seen, we, we've seen some instances of this, but you start your business and maybe your business starting the process of starting your business, you're building your resume for you to be that SVP or that CEO in a corporation. Yeah. Um, in our community, I don't know if we've seen it as much, but I'm pretty sure there are some examples out there. And so that's going to be cool to see as well. The folks who who really leverage it to just ultimately end up where they want to be. For some people, it is to be a billionaire, have your pinky, you know, be diabolical, all that stuff. Uh, but for certain folks, it's like, hey, I made a certain amount of money. I got this experience. Let me go to a place, a big company where maybe I can maximize that, be an entrepreneur things like that. And so I think that's where the side hustle um, take is. I know that was a long take, but I don't see anything wrong with it. It didn't surprise me yeah. um, to see that many people. Um, I would have actually been surprised if most of them were just jumping off the cliff and, and, and diving into it, honestly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's just my take. What, okay. do, what about you? I, I kind of was surprised, even though I am an entrepreneur and I do have some side hustles. 
I was a little bit surprised. I didn't think as many people would have side hustles. And it was like almost everybody had either had two companies or like a side hustle that they do. Yeah. To keep things going. Yeah. I mean, some people, you know, if they get to, if you get to certain companies, like, and your company's already giving you like, you know, the, the, the big tech companies, they give people, Hey, 10, 15, 20% of your time could be spent on, on projects that you want to do and stuff like that. Why leave? Right. Why, why leave? Why leave? You know, like, and and on that and on that point, I, I can actually think back to um, it was uh the episode with Carlene and uh, Mr. Future Work, and Carlene was talking about how employers are rethinking the benefits that they give employees, and so I think that's part of it is like this flexibility, this work life balance. Yes. Um, you can't really. Like, how can you knock somebody for saying, hey, I want to work for you, but then I'm also going to have my own business as well. Like, how can you really knock somebody in that situation and be like, ah, you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, all right, you're, you're going to lose all your employees and you're going to get canceled pretty much. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, you are. We got a couple folks chiming in as well, uh, Brooke. Got yeah. somebody chiming in, uh, watching via LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is already popping. We got uh, Joe is as well. KG making moves. So appreciate you, Joe, for checking in. Uh, sitting here talking to uh, the sponsor of our uh, third season. Brooke was also the sponsor of our second season as well, Valorit. So for the folks who are looking in, you see that V in the corner. That is the Valorit logo. Uh, Valorit's been an amazing partner for us. They're, they're major players in the uh, import-export space. And so we're just hit, sitting here chopping it up in our season finale. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all the questions I had for you. That's great. So uh, I want to ask one question, Brooke. Where would you like to see us grow next? I want to put, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I had to get one in. I was not prepared. Um. You know what? I I honestly, I don't know. I really liked a lot of the stuff you did this season. Um, it, just the natural progression of it, it just felt bigger. It felt firmer. Mm-hmm. So I support you in whatever you think is next, you know? Like, yeah. So more of the same. Yeah, but bigger? Yeah, that's okay. I get okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. That goes back to, like, all the the newsletter, like, the social media. Like you said, there's always ways to, to enhance those and, and make those bigger platforms. So I completely get it. I really like the clips that you've been able to take from, from the YouTube show and then use them in social media. They're very catching, especially on Instagram. They make great little um, the TV thingy well, i don't know what that tv picture is igtv i guess so i guess yeah, it's IGTV. i think that's what it's called i think it's called. i'm old i'm that old now no you're not but i, I get like, what you're saying i get sure. yeah i definitely get what you're saying <laughs> you're not that old cut it out but um yeah i'm just excited again you've been an amazing partner for us appreciate you coming on the last episode and interviewing me yeah 
I do remember at the beginning of the season, folks were saying, uh, they're like, you need to have Brooke on like more. Like that was the comments that they were making. Really? Okay. Yeah, they were making that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we're going to try to get Brooke back on. And so here we are. Like, well, thank you. Well, I didn't know I had been requested. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I got, I got to remember and go back and see who said that. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's something that happened during season three, but didn't exactly happen on the episode per se. Uh, that we should definitely give a shout out to Khadija. What's Khadija's last Khadija name? Khadija Robinson. Robinson. To, uh, she was in season two. Yep. And I think, like, maybe your episode might have been her last interview right before her announcement. Uh, yep. Uh, okay. She got acquired by Puff Daddy. And yeah, so, so that was cool. Yep. Yeah. And so that was one of, that's a, that's a good example of uh, somebody taking their entrepreneur um, experience, being the founder. Um, she created the Nautilus, which is still up and running, but they're taking yeah. some of those learnings from that. And it's going to uh, end up coming uh, shop circulate, which like to Brooke, what, what Brooke uh, alluded to um, is backed by uh, love or whatever he's going by now. Right. But he's the guy with all the money. So it's cool to see uh, her in a good place and a position to win. Uh, but that's a really good example, Brooke. I'm glad you brought that up of taking the founder experience and then, you know, making it into whatever you want to be, whatever you, wherever you want to end up, it's possible. Uh, you're, you're building your resume, no matter if you're working for somebody else or you're starting your own. Yeah. That was yeah. dope. That was dope to see. Yeah, it was. Big fan. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and actually on that note, for the folks who are tapped in with our IG page, I did uh, at uh, the clothes that I wore today. So I'm wearing black brands today. Uh, obviously, Beyond Normal hat. I got a hat from uh, uh, somebody who uh, is an author. So uh, author of a book that I'm reading right now. And then I got is my a logo uh, on your shirt. It's not a logo. It's just one of her uh, one of her sayings okay. just for me. And then uh, and then Afri, Afri socks as well. So I, I put my socks up there as well. I'm not going to put my feet on the camera but yes yeah, so i got some yeah i got some amazing socks i bought the socks from the knowledge so remember that nice little um oh. package i got yeah, you can't probably. show us just a little bit of sock nah but bit. you can check the ig page okay? The, okay they're on the ig i wanted to put my socks on the screen last time <laughs> last time we got i was like no that's weird i'll get flagged by youtube so um yeah that's it um but yeah definitely tap in with the the ig brand there appreciate you brooke um for uh interviewing me and then uh being along for the ride but you know on that note i just want to uh you know thank everybody for tuning in we've had folks uh tuning in from all three platforms the entire time so that's been good um and we're just going to close out thanks for tuning in to the beyond normal podcast we can be streamed across all major streaming platforms in addition to youtube come back again